0: Self-lucky, have fallen in love with a girl, the same, and the river of mud,
1: Greetings fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled Crescent City Nights, and Kurt LeBlanc is our GM. This is episode four, and our recap will be given by Josh Hook. So, without further ado, Commence notre voyage dans le Teneb. Josh? Dear
2: General, Shots ring out at local restaurant. At least, that's what the paper said. And it just so happened that very restaurant is exactly where me and my companions found ourselves the morning of that terrifying incident. As you may recall, our party had decided to meet up that morning at Chef Pardue's fine establishment to review the information we had collected on the Bousseau family history and of course determine our next course of action. The morning started simply enough with my companions and I gathered around the table near the back of the restaurant, enjoying the delightful tastes and smells of our own Chef Pardu's creation, when we noticed that the professor was nowhere to be found. Naturally, I decided to give Leon a quick call before we set out for the day and headed back into the chef's office to accomplish just that. The phone rang and rang to no one's reply, and just as I had reached to set the receiver down, I heard Detective Sanderson shout, Call the police! followed by a deafening shotgun blast triggering a series of events that could only be described as utter chaos. Now, what I'm about to describe is my best understanding of the situation from my companion's perspective, as my only action in that moment was to immediately pick up the phone and dial the authorities. See, it would seem that three men, disheveled in appearance and ruthless in intent, marched directly into the diner and without uttering a word, fired upon the congressman Duncan McLeod, quickly and brutally ending his life. In that moment, our own Detective John Jerry Sanderson sprung into action, fiercely defending our party and the innocent patrons in that establishment. Both firing his service revolver and engaging in hand-to-hand combat, our fine Detective desperately struggled to get in between these malevolent fiends in our group, but the bloodshed was not yet finished. As I waited frantically on the line for the police to respond, a second shot exploded from the barrel of one of the men who slipped by the detective, this time ripping a ghastly wound in the leg of one of the chef himself who crawled desperately behind the table to provide himself some cover. The shotgun-wielding feed wouldn't stop there as he proceeded toward the kitchen. The only thing standing between him and the innocent patrons was Miss Noble. Gun at the ready, she waited for him to enter in the door. In a last desperate effort, the chef used his little remaining strength to fling some adjacent cutlery at our attacker as Rose simultaneously fired her weapon. While no real damage was done, this brave act was enough to distract the assailant and allow John Jerry to mount his final defense. The detective lunged at the fiend, attempting to wrestle the shotgun from his grasp, but to no avail. The assailant attempted to finish John Jerry with one final strike, but our fine detective was able to produce one last shot from his service revolver, striking the bastard directly in the heart. And just like that, the chaos had ended. The police eventually arrived to clean up the mess and get Chef Pardue and John Jerry to the hospital as quickly as possible, while Rose and I remained at the restaurant in shock over what had just occurred. In that moment, the office phone began to ring, and much to my relief, Professor Fontenot was on the other end. I certainly would not have believed anyone could have had a worse morning than what my companions and I had just experienced, but based on Leon's panicked state, it would appear I was incorrect. He frantically described being attacked in his own house by a zombie, nonetheless, and started carrying on about throwing salt at it and a manner of other things I couldn't quite understand, but it was clear he was injured, and I told him Rose and I would be there as soon as possible. Upon arriving at Leon's house, it was clear he had not exaggerated in the slightest. His house was torn apart. We found Leon with a dislocated shoulder and cracked ribs, but strangest of all, the dead body of Marcel Bousseau lying on Leon's kitchen floor. Well, at least I thought it was a dead body. After quickly tending to Leon's wounds, he described the prior night's incident to us and revealed that Marcel had not only attacked him, but that he was in fact still alive after a salty scuffle in the kitchen. And this forced the professor to time up. And if all this wasn't bad enough, Leon's phone began ringing off the hook to the frantic cries of Mama Bousso wailing that someone had taken Katarina. We assured Mama we'd be over to the house as soon as possible and left Leon to deal with the police and deal with the present situation as best he could. At this point, it's clear that a series of coordinated attacks had taken place on our party, and Rose and I quickly departed to the hospital to check on our other companions. We were undoubtedly relieved to find John Jerry in good health, albeit a bit shaken, and Chef Padou recovered in the emergency ward. We shared the troubling news with our colleagues and decided it best that Rose, John Jerry, and I would head over to the Bousseau residence as soon as we were able to pick up my shotgun and a copious quantity of salt for all the good that would do us. We arrived to yet another frightful scene with the house flipped upside down and Mama in complete hysterics. Rose attempted to comfort her, but her only communication was to point her frail finger in the direction of the upstairs hallway. John, Jerry, and I headed up the dark corridor, guns drawn and ready for anything. Creeping down the hallway towards a door that was ever so slightly ajar, we braced ourselves for what was behind it. Swinging the door open and crossing over the threshold revealed the most disturbing sight my poor eyes have ever been laid upon. It was Aunt Loretta, body sprawled upon the bed, face twisted in a look of unholy horror and deep cyclic puncture wounds scattered across her body in pairs of two, leading all the way up to a snake's rattle, resting ominously atop her forehead. I don't know what foul voodoo has brought these circumstances upon my friends and I, but there is no escape in the reality that is upon us. We must find Katarina and put a stop to these accursed events before this dark witchcraft consumes my beloved city.
1: Excellent. Thank you, Josh. Very nice. (laughs) Salty scuffle, great (laughs) (laughs) line. Salty
3: scuffles and copious quantities of action are ahead of us. Alright, so let's uh, pick up right where we left off. You guys, uh, Remy and John Jerry, played by Jeff tonight, walk into Aunt Loretta's room and uh, so all of a sudden you take in the scene um, just like Remy described. Aunt Loretta is on the bed. She is gagged. Um, She is all different colors. There's a snake's rattle on her forehead. Uh, Her face is just a rictus of horror and pain and all along her arms uh, are little puncture wounds and just all swollen up and oozing. Um, let's uh, roll sanity for everyone, the, the two of you guys who saw Loretta.
1: But we're still downstairs. Well,
3: Rose is downstairs. You, uh,
2: Leon, are, are
3: either en route or still at your apartment with the police.
1: That's right. I'm, I'm on my way. So I uh, rolled
2: 20, so that's a pass. Failed for me. Okay. sorry Greg
3: all right if you uh, if you fail uh, roll it take one d4 if you pass take two Sorry, <clears throat> right, take one if you if you pass take one d4 if you fail sorry oh my, four I think I've been a little bit too gentle on sanity this game i <laughs> have yeah, seen some horrible shit all right, so um, let's see. Go ahead and also uh, for people who are in the room with Loretta roll, roll spot hidden. Let's see what else you perceive uh, about the room. 21, so that's a
0: pass. Wow, nope, not for me.
3: Okay, um, Remy, you, you also notice uh, that, you know, the room is in a little bit of disarray and the window is open to the outside bedroom window.
2: John Jerry, look at that. It it appears someone might have uh either made their way in or made their way out via that window.
0: We're up on the second floor, aren't we?
2: Yeah. Is there a um uh, is there, a, you know, so I'll walk over to the window and kind of peek out and see if there's anywhere that uh somebody could have potentially landed or climbed up or just see any signs of climbing implements, something like that. So you go over to the window, which is next to next to the bed. Um
3: as he head over there, roll. You're gonna walk right over there, um, roll. Roll, listen. Okay. John, Jerry, what are you doing as he does that?
0: Um, as he um, as he walks over, I'm I'm gonna uh, just try to definitively make sure that she's not alive. <laughs> okay. Uh, the listen, uh, listen, rolls a fail. It's a fifty-two.
3: Um, all right. So, uh, John Jerry, why don't you go ahead and roll this in as well?
0: I figure I'd probably go out and like check her uh, pulse under her neck kind of thing. Listen roll. Uh, yes. Pass.
3: Okay. So as you approach, so, uh, as Remy heads over the window and as you approach the, as you get closer to the bed, you hear, uh, you hear a sound.
0: Uh-oh. Uh, freeze, Remy. Don't move. Okay, so I'll
2: stand put. Kind of look around and say, what's what's it? I think I just heard a snake. John Jar, you hear it again? There's a rattler. Okay, so I'll kind of like look around. I'm kind of moving my shotgun across the floor, trying to, trying to locate where it might be. All right Go ahead and uh, roll, roll luck next. Uh, that's a pass.
0: Is that me too or just him? Yeah, you go ahead and roll two. Okay.
3: Pass. Okay. Um, Remy, I'll give you the chance to dodge as you notice a, a sudden, first of movement out from under the bed as you walk by or as you for, for, you're, you're closest to the bed at this point john uh john jerry heard it in time to not approach the bed you're already at the window
2: okay uh so that's a doctor roll no, it's gonna it's gonna have to be good 34 that is a mess all right so as you reach you window just as
3: um just as you freeze um you feel a sudden
2: Pang in your leg as you are bit. Uh, so he, he's biting me whereabouts on my leg, like in the foot or, or up top. Well, it it was under the bed, so it's okay.
3: close to like your let's say your your, your calf.
2: Okay. Um, so I guess I'll I'll kind of cry out. Um, I don't know. I'll try and take the uh, the butt of my shotgun and just try and and slam it down on on the snake.
3: First thing that happens, you can take one point of damage, yeah. and in a minute I'll have you roll, make a constitution roll, but not quite yet. We'll, we'll get out of the moment first. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so you did see the snake that, that came out, struck you, and as you, as you finally notice it now, it's moving back under the bed, so you've got time to try and
2: hit it with your shotgun if you want to. Gonna okay. Roll. 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 That is an 11. So that is a hard pass. Hard pass? Okay.
3: All right. You do hit it. Um, let's say uh, the butt of a shotgun could be like a, uh, a club. So you could roll 1B6.
2: Okay. It's only a 2.
3: So you hit it, but it doesn't stop. But it does go back under the, the bed and then you hear the rattling. judge what are you doing
0: um, it's on the other side of the bed and then Lord can I see it
3: well let's say the bed is pushed it's not a, it's not a very large room so let's say the bed which is a little bit bigger maybe than a cot is pushed up against a wall Loretta's on it you don't need to roll she's definitely dead just based on how many different colors she is and clearly not breathing, get um, gagged also. So even if she, you know, she should be strangled, yeah, even if. Um, so you saw Remy get bit. You saw the snake go under the bed.
0: I guess I'm going to immediately look around me and see if there's anything I can use to, I don't know, either like what he's doing, either either hit, hit it or keep it at bay and don't know what it would be though um, are you are you armed yes uh, and I've uh, got forgive me I just realized on that character sheet it says browning which I thought was a rifle is browning a pistol I was, I was just in the process of trying to look that up um, but yes I definitely have it's, some it's, a, sort
1: of... it's a pistol it's a it's a military pistol pistol okay
3: Um, nothing else to really directly in the room. There isn't any, any kind of like
0: pole type yeah. thing. Okay. Um, then I'll take out the pistol. But I don't, I don't really want to try to shoot the thing just yet. How about, how about um, a bedspread or a sheet or something?
3: Uh, well, in this room, Loretta's on the bed, so she should be on top of, the, of any sheets. Um, you you know there's other bedrooms you could you could search for something. Uh, there's a there's a closet in the room, but the door's closed.
0: Okay, I'll do that. I'll open the closet. Okay.
3: Make a make a listen rule. Listen. Oh
0: boy. Uh no, eighty-seven.
3: Uh, as you open the, uh, as you open the closet, uh, another snake darts out. Oh man.
0: And let's see. From the closet or from on in the bed? From the closet. From the closet.
2: Hey Kurt, is, uh, is the room well, well, uh, not well lit, but pretty well lit? Like, can we see the snakes pretty clearly as they're on the floor? Well, there's you can't see the one that went under the bed. There is a window to the outside,
3: okay. Um, but it's not it's not lighting up under the bed,
2: so. right? Sure. But the general ambiance of the room is we can kind of see, you know, that it's not we're not tripping over
1: ourselves or anything like that. It's it's morning, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So there's probably a lot of light coming in through the windows.
3: Okay. Well, it's it's. Yeah, I guess that by this time it would be early afternoon. We're still on we're still on the same days to shoot out and and the day everything happens. So um Judge, you did you did not get you did not get bit. Snake lunged at you and uh, you're able to sidestep just barely, but there is now you guys know there are at least two snakes in the room.
0: Okay. I'll make sure Remy is aware of that too. This place is infested. Um, Remy,
3: uh, Remy, at this point, go ahead and roll a uh, make a Constitution roll. Okay. That
2: is a thirty-nine, which is a pass. Okay.
3: All right, you're definitely starting to feel something woozy, and 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 just a heat in your leg. Okay. That's a regular pass that you made. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, let's, uh, so we're still in a moment here. So what, what next, guys?
2: And then okay. we'll, we'll switch down
3: to, to Rose in just a moment.
2: So the, the, I'm trying to get the position of the snake in relation to John Jerry. Um, is, is he really close? Can I still sne- see the second snake? Do I have a clear line of sight? Yeah, now the second snake is out of the closet. It, it,
3: it lunged at John Jerry, Missed, and now it is uh, on the floor.
2: Okay, uh, I'm going to take a shot at the second stake. Okay, with your shotgun. Yep. Mom's going to hit you. And <laughs> right. hey, keep in mind, we are in a in a small room. Good, and and I, I guess that's what I'm trying to ascertain. Like, is is John Jerry really close to the stake still? Uh. Yeah, unless
3: you are reacting from panic, you would you would know that it's probably close quarters in this room okay. with John Jerry in it to open, make a shotgun blast.
2: Okay, all right. So I don't want to open fire then. So instead, what I'll try and do is unless uh, John make... Jerry the room. <laughs> um, so what I'll try and do instead is like make my way back towards the door, trying to keep the snake in between me, um, between me and the the door, I guess.
0: I'll kind of like yell over to Judge like chat, yeah, I think we should get out of here. Was the closet could I did I open it enough that I could like reach in and grab a shirt or what it, you know, I don't really care what I grab, just piece of cloth, throw it on the snake.
3: Yeah, yep. And what what this is also is like a um it's it's an armoire. It's not a uh, uh normally the the houses in New Orleans they don't have they don't have closets what they have these old houses what they have is would be like an armoire, like a a piece of furniture that functions as a closet. So that's where the snake was. So when you open the door to the armoire, the snake kind of popped out of that. I see. Okay. Um, but there are um there are some linens in the armoire and, and some a, a few pieces of clothing hanging up in for a Loretta.
0: Yeah, I'm not really taking my eyes off the snake. I'm just gonna reach in and grab for whatever. And hope there's not a third snake in there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what do you uh what do you want to grab Let's say there's some dresses that are hanging there's some folded linens on it on the shelf in the Omar
0: yeah, I guess a dress is something that's hanging because I don't wanna okay. I don't really want to look away. Cool. I'm just reaching in to grab whatever's hanging okay and then what I'm gonna try attempt to throw it over top of the snake seal
3: okay um, go ahead and roll these are. Throw
0: or or Dex? Um, Throw is horrible. Dex is excellent. Pass on the Dex. Okay, so the uh, the
3: dress falls. It it lands on top of the snake, so you can now see a cross-dressing snake fresh from the closet. <laughs> Slithering across the floor.
0: Um. Can I step on the snake? Now that it's covered. You can try? Yeah, I will do that. Would you that be considered brawl or would that be another text?
3: Um let's say go ahead and roll brawl and I'll make an opposed dodge roll for the snake.
0: Yeah, I think that I, I think I'm just basically trying to stop it now. Holy cow. That is a fail for me.
3: Okay, so you the uh, snake moves out from under the dress, kind of slithers out and towards Remy. Now, Rose, you hear definitely a, a scuffle happening upstairs. You don't know what's—you don't quite know what's going on. Um, you know, Mama was was crying, saying that Aunt Lorena was dead. But what you're hearing now is some shouts. Um, you hear Remy cry out in pain, and you you hear like stomping going on upstairs.
4: Um, what is Mama doing right now?
3: Mama has at this point stopped, cr- kind of stopped crying hysterically, and is just kind of dead weight in your arms. And, and the thing she says is, she says, it's a, it's a bokeh, Rose. She said, why, why would a, a bokeh want to attack my
1: family? Do
4: I know but, what a bokeh is?
3: Yeah, if you remember when you guys were kind of researching around voodoo at the library, a, a bokeh would be a, a practitioner of, of dark folk style of voodoo.
4: Hmm. I don't know, Mama. I don't know. Uh, Stay here. Stay here. I'm going to make my way upstairs. Okay. I'm going to have my gun out, just in case.
3: As you head upstairs, you make an idea roll. Okay. Because you're a little perplexed that
4: that Mama would
3: be... You made it? No, I did not make it. Okay. You're a little perplexed as why, why Mama would be asking this question based on everything you guys have learned so far. Okay. So as as you head up the stairs, let's, let's bounce back to Remy. Um, Remy, the snake that came out from under the dress is now headed towards you. Um, Rattle go, you
2: know, it shakes its rattle again. It's about to strike. Okay. Um, So it's, it's moved away from Jeff at this point. All right. Excuse me, John, Jerry yeah but but again keep in mind we're in a we're in a real
3: small room so if we're if we're thinking about a sense of scale think about you know a guest bedroom in an old house we're, we're talking right. maybe maybe 10 feet you know 10 by 10 12 by 12 something like that
2: yeah i don't uh i don't have a ton of good options here so i guess what i'm gonna do is uh i'm gonna like yell to john jerry like uh, um john jerry back up i'm gonna take a shot and uh i'm gonna go ahead and and uh Try and try and take a shot at it okay I'm back up towards the door all
3: right all right go ahead and go ahead and roll are you firing with your shotgun
2: yeah my shotgun that is a o2 that would be an extreme all right. success <laughs> all right so uh
3: <laughs> shotgun blast in the room um John Jerry, that gives you had time to step outside the door um, so you were not hit and this snake just evaporates. Snake guts all over the painted walls. So Rose, as you as you reach the top of the stairs, now you hear, you know, you, you jump as you hear a shotgun blast. And then you and you see uh you see John Jerry in the home.
4: John Jerry, what's going on? you okay
0: yeah I think so uh snakes snakes I think Remy got bit
4: snakes oh no that's all we need (laughs) and I'm gonna rush back downstairs and call for I don't know who do we call like for an ambulance no ambulance but call for doctor
3: we had the doctor from that came from last time
4: okay yeah I'll call I'll call him
3: Okay, so you're going to go down and call the doctor? Yes. Okay. You, you notice that mom is still sitting on the on the floor, and she just looks completely defeated at this point.
0: Kurt, is it normal that everybody in New Orleans has snake venom remedy in their kitchen closet?
3: <laughs> you would think, right?
0: But not <laughs> all. <laughs> all right,
3: so yeah, um, at this point, so all this is kind of happening at once. Um, a, a car pulls up to the, you hear... You hear a car, Rose, as you're downstairs, as you're about to pick up the phone, you hear a car pull up. Um, Leon, you arrive, um, and as you get out the car with the police, um, you, hear, you hear a gunshot from inside the house. Very loud.
1: Holy hell. Let's get inside. We, I'm sure the police are alert, too. So we run inside. Okay, so the police draw their weapons.
3: They run inside. Holy hell. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, um, Remy, what what do you do next? All right, I'm going to attempt to do what I was doing before, which is sort of I'm going to keep the shotgun trained towards the bed and just sort of try and make my way over towards the hallway.
1: Okay. So I bust through the door, and I'm like, what the hell's going on?
4: Remy's been snake bit. And Aunt Loretta, she's up there.
1: And who's shooting a gun?
4: I don't know. I don't know. We're calling a doctor.
1: Um, so the police are probably right behind me. Police are behind you when they hear Rose say that,
3: uh, that snakes, somebody's dead. Um, clearly, the action is happening upstairs. They, they run up and it's like, no, Wallace police, 5th district.
1: I, uh, I grab, where's Mama.
3: Mama is sitting on the floor against the wall
1: near the kitchen. Okay, I see her, and I go over to make sure that she's okay.
0: Hey, Leon, hi, Leon.
1: What the hell's going on here? We got gunshots.
3: Oh, we got.
1: What you talking about snakes? We got
3: everything going on now, Leon. They got my girl. My baby's dead. My sister's dead. Who 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 would do this to my family, Leon? You're, you're,
1: your your sister? Loretta?
3: Loretta. Yeah. Uh why why would a why would a Boca want to attack my family, Leon? We ain't done uh, nothing to nobody's.
1: A boca? Uh, Mama, we, we're starting to think that this has something to do with the uh the for, for, Fazan, Fazan.
3: Fiz- what are you talking about, the Fazans?
1: Fazan family. I think they're getting their revenge on your family. Revenge on my family. What for? Your sister said something about there being a war, a voodoo war. A voodoo war.
3: I, I remember hearing about the. The faisans when I when I was a girl, but what what's that got to do with my family? I know we didn't get along much, but what? Not, I mean that that was that was decades ago. Why why all this?
1: Well, she said that the the problem was between the Boussos and the faisans. I don't know
3: nothing about that, Leon.
1: Well, we're taking care of it. We're, we're trying to get to the bottom of this whole thing. But right now, some weird stuff's going on. We've all been attacked in our homes. I was attacked by, for all intents and purposes, a zombie.
3: A zombie. Oh, my Lord. So um, as you're having that conversation, police get to the top of the stairs. They see, they re- see and recognize you, John Jerry.
0: What's going on here? Uh, everything's in control, except we have uh, one snake and uh, my partner's in the in a room with a shotgun. so your partner friend
3: So they, they go into the room and they see they see you Remy <clears throat> they see Aunt Loretta one guy immediately just <laughs> loses it and pukes when he sees Loretta. Um, oh God damn what is going on up in here? Oh, did I forget
0: oh. to mention that?
2: I'll kind of yell at them. Hold it together, you two. There's a dangerous snake under the
3: bed. A s- snake? Oh, they're like, they were not clearly not expecting the scene that they had walked into with snake guts, and you look a little bit crazy right now, Remy, and uh, <laughs> and then it's the horror on the bed. So one guy just kind of like doubles over and, and throws up, and the other guys just standing
2: there staring. So I'll, like I said, I'll, I'll kind of keep my shotgun trained at the bed um, and just sort of like slowly kind of make my way over towards where the police are standing. You say there's a another snake? Yeah, that's right. He's under the bed. You, you, you all know who did this? No, we don't, but we can certainly talk about it once we're away from the snake.
3: <laughs> hey, uh, hey, why don't you, uh? Uh, John Jerry, why don't you run downstairs and see if, see, if, see if there's a broom? Okay, good idea. We're going to see about this snake. Uh, Ray, you your leg is really starting to hurt at this point. Um, you're starting to feel a little bit nauseous, a little feverish. Okay. Yeah. Um, Rose, you're able to, to raise the doctor's office, um, and uh, uh, he, he'll make another, another house
0: call. You'll be by. Okay. Do I see no. Rose on the phone with the doctor? All right, if, when you come downstairs? To get the broom? Yeah. 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 Uh, Rose, ask him if that thing works where if you cut the snake bite and then suck the poison out.
4: Doc, should, we, should we be trying to suck the
3: poison out? Uh, I wouldn't recommend, unless you've had some medical training, I wouldn't recommend doing that yourself then, Missy. I'll, I'll, I'll be buying in two shakes. Two shakes okay. of the data's tail.
4: Okay, thank you. What should we do in the meantime?
3: Uh, you just uh, rest your spirit. Uh, it's a, your friend that got, that got bit, uh, go ahead and, and elevate his leg.
4: Okay, we will do that. Thank you, doctor.
2: Okay, so I'm doing my best to, like, hobble out of the room and, and get back down the hallway. Am I able to make it safely out of the room? Yes. Okay. Um, so I'll try and, like, make my way down the stairs, and um, I assume I'd, I'd see Leon down at the bottom of the steps, and maybe John Jerry would be, like, just kind of look at him and go, water.
1: Could somebody give me some water? I'm burning up.
4: Here, sit down, Remy. Sit down.
1: You've been, you've been Here, bit by a snake, up. huh? Should we, like, tie try, try a tourniquet? Where where are you bet on your no, calf?
4: No, the doctor's coming.
2: The
1: doctor's yeah, coming. It's back here on my calf. It, it's it's burning like crazy. And I I just I'm sweating. I, I don't feel I don't feel right. Look, you just gotta calm down because you want to get your heart to stop racing. I know you're scared, but
4: yeah, the doctor's uh, coming. You know what to do. What he said of, to elevate your leg a, in the meantime.
1: What kind of a snake was it?
2: Some kind of rattler. Uh, John Jerry called it out. It was making all kinds of noise. I, I didn't hear it in time. It, it got to me.
1: Well, let's just keep you calm. I think we should do something to at least reduce this, the circulation of blood.
0: Doctor says you got to do a handstand. <laughs>
1: I'll, 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 uh, I'll do my
2: best to get on the couch <laughs> and elevate the leg. <laughs> So you guys can, can help him
3: down the steps. It is definitely excruciating to try and uh, come down the steps, you know, as you, as you have to bend your leg to do so. Um, so you'll probably need some assistance to the couch.
1: Yeah, I'll help him.
3: Okay. All right. What next? Um Went, you get the you get the brum back up there the, 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 yeah. the guy that the police have recovered a little bit. They're standing outside the room. The guy that was staring is is still staring. He appears to be coming out of his shock a little bit. They both failed their sanity rolls clearly. Um, the, the guy that threw up is starting to kind of collect himself a little bit. Um, and, and they say, "Oh, you, you see this, to you you one more snake of the day. You you killed another one. What's this all over the walls?" Yeah, that's, that's snake cuts. Snake pots. So the one guy will, will t- he'll take the broom from, he's like, I'll tell you what, why don't you, uh, why don't you cover me, John Jerry, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see if we get the snake to come out.
0: Okay. Um, I'm trying to think what if, if I would try to shoot it or try to grab it. I'm going to, well. I'll let it play out to see what he does with the broom. If he can pin it somehow with the broom, I'll try to grab it like just behind the head.
3: All right. So what he does is he he takes the broom and he starts kinda of doing this under the under the bed, just trying to trying to rouse it and you, you definitely hear the
0: <laughs> He's just making it angry.
3: Yeah. You you got you gotta uh you gotta show uh superiority when dealing with these reptiles. <laughs>
0: um Is he trying to like shoo it out from under the bed? Is that? Yeah, he's trying to to make it come out so that you can shoot it. Okay. All right, I'll get my gun ready. All right. Actually, uh, do you have your gun or do you have the shotgun that Remy used? Uh, I probably just have the pistol.
1: Okay.
3: So uh, after you hear the rattle the second time the snake does come out and tries to um, go to the, the next spot which is underneath that armoire.
0: Okay, I will take a shot at it. Go ahead. I don't see stats for rounding. Fifty five is a pass. I have good, good gun shots, Good gun skills. All right. All right. You, you hit it,
3: and it stops moving. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. What are you guys doing now? We're waiting for the doctor. Remy's on the couch. Leon, you still with Mama? Uh,
1: no, I helped uh, Remy. I'm I'm concerned for his leg before the doctor gets here. I want to at least tie something around his, uh, above his calf, above the wound. Um, you have a belt. Yeah. I'm not going to leave it on, but, uh, know we don't want him to get gangrene or die or his leg to die, but we don't want that poison to spread. All right. So yeah, just above the, like the femoral artery.
3: Okay. So you put your, uh, you tie your belt around his leg. Um, Rose, what are you doing?
1: Sorry, I'm, just I'm not looking getting looking
3: so familiar.
4: To, <laughs> I'm just looking around trying to see where I can be of help because I'm not sure what I can do right now.
1: Okay. So <clears throat> find out want... from Mama what happened to um, Katrina.
4: Oh, that's right. Um, oh, I can ask her about the Boca. Well, Mama, you you said why would a Boca attack us? What, what Boca? Or is that what...
3: Well, the... the, 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 the... Using snakes and 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 having that having that, that leaving that rattle. I mean that's 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 black magic. Miss noble. I I I, was, I went out to make some groceries and I came back from the Verde Mart and my my baby was gone. I I told her not to leave the house and I don't know where she is. And I went up to see if she was with Loretta and well, I walked in on something horrible. If you've been up there, you've seen it. Uh, and and with with my boy dying, I I, I just know our family is under attack. Well,
4: who do you think is doing it? I mean,
3: well, you- I, I I had no idea. I mean, a few minutes ago, Leon was talking something about the the Faison family. I ain't heard that name since I was probably six years old.
4: But you said. Why would a Boka want to attack us? What who's a Boka? Do you know anyone who's a Boka?
3: No, oh, I mean they got you know, rumors of, of Boca's out in the swamps or um you know, when when people need some some dirty business done in, in the quota. I mean there's lots of uh legends and, and rumors about black voodoo but I mean that, you know that's that's not my that's not my religion. Uh I, all I want to do is help people. All I ever tried to do was help people. And today all I wanted to do was go out and get some some milk and a, a muffalata sandwich and oh my whole world fell apart. Now what
4: what makes you think that cat's missing? Maybe she just went out for a walk. No. There are signs of a struggle? Were things broken?
3: Well, you, you you saw what you saw what upstairs was look like, and no, I
4: haven't uh, been up there, I but know, I, I
3: just, believe you. With with everything going on, it it just ain't like Kat to to run away, you know, or or, or go out and not leave a note. You know, I I told her to stay put. Uh, the door was open when I came home. Okay,
4: there are signs of a break in? was the door jimmied can you tell
3: well you know we don't uh we we don't we don't normally lock the door around here no that's true Hmm. we will now though but there ain't nobody left hardly
4: at this point i'm going to get an officer over there
3: all right so the the police come down and, and they start asking questions and um, start making a, a crime scene uh, essentially that they want to talk to john jerry especially as uh, as a detective and start looking at the crime scene they'll carefully take the broom and poke around and see if there's any more snakes and i'll do that in the other rooms too just kind of poke around in the nooks and crannies and when they go into mama's uh room where she practices they say oh what's going on up in
1: here Curiosity has gotten the better of me, so I've decided to go up and see Aunt Loretta for myself. All right. But I'm braced for it.
3: All right. Well, you can be braced, but uh, you should still roll sanity because nothing can prepare you for that.
1: Well, I got an 06.
3: So. Right. so take one point.
1: All right. Good God almighty. All right. At this point, it's about, it's
3: going to be about probably three o'clock. What do you guys want to do? The police
1: are going to probably get the place kind of locked down. Well, what about the doctor? Has he, has he arrived yet?
3: The doctor has arrived. Uh, he's looking at Remy's leg. He does have anti antivenom. Uh, he helps Remy get, get your trousers off and your leg looks terrible. You can definitely see the two the two punctures, you know, with a with rattlesnake, when it, when it bites, it's like a, it's like, it's like a, it's like a stab, you know, so you've got two gouges. Um, it's, it's red and, and bruised and, and black, but he gives you the anti-venom um, and uh, you're feeling really nauseous. Um, somebody gets you a, a little bucket just in case you need to throw up. Um, um, so he's uh uh, you know, he's taking your temperature with a thermometer, you've got some fever. Um, but he said,
2: I'd, he's I'd imagine I can't really contribute much at this point. I'm probably pretty delirious and out of it and just sort of hanging out. Well, not, you're not, your, your fever, you've got, you've got some fever, really what, what's hurting
3: most is your, is your leg and you feel a little bit nauseous. Okay. He said, he says, well, you know, he said, I, I definitely seen worse. He said, if there's good news here, the, uh, the infection looks like it spread too far. He take, oh, he takes the he takes the belt off. Um, he does kinda he does kinda cut it a little bit with the scalpel and drains it. Um, gives you the anti venom and and you know says it, you know, could have could have been worse. Could have been closer to a, a vital organ or an artery.
2: Oh Leon Leon help me out. He he cut off the circulation down there. I, I hope it's gonna be okay, Doc. I, I hope I hope I get better soon. Yeah, what, what? What? How'd you get snakes in the house? You know, he sees the police, and he, you know, something weird's going on. We don't. We don't really know at this point. There's. There's been a lot of weird things going on here lately. I just. I just. I'm afraid I can't be much help right now.
1: Doc, Miss Miss Loretta's upstairs, and she's been bitten numerous times. By she's dead. Uh, this is some sort of an attack. We think.
3: Well, I reckon so. This is the second time I've been to this house this week, and looks like the bodies are stacking up on you folks.
1: You got any other strange things going on around town? Anybody having sudden illnesses uh, related to the Bussos? Well, I mean, the
3: first time I ever met the Bussos was when I came here last week when that boy died. Uh, I, I ain't seen too much... I mean, the Marion is a a pretty calm neighborhood. Uh, A Hubig's pie truck got broken into last week, but mostly what they took was some lemon pies, left the pecan, which is strange.
1: Well, if it wasn't a family recipe, who would want it? So you ever had a Hubig's pecan pie? Of course.
3: And you know what's strange that they got left during the break in.
1: Is that a, well, is that, was that, was that next to the red herring pie? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's our next mission. <laughs> find me, the missing pies. Let me
3: go up and
1: take a look at this Aunt Loretta. It's, it's gruesome, Doc. I'm, I, I guess you're kind of used to it.
3: Let's well, see. That's, Let's see what's happening. Um, so, he, he, so he goes up the stairs.
1: Let's get uh,
3: Holy get shit! And
1: bring me some water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so you guys are taking care of Renny. So somebody's behind this, and I think it's those people out there in the swamp. That was kind of on our agenda to, to investigate, and now...
3: And, and and you guys know now that
1: like pretty much beyond the shadow of a doubt that
3: Mama does not know um, what, what's happening here. She doesn't know about the faisans. Um, you you remember Aunt Loretta when she was telling you guys after the Marcel's funeral that I, I was hoping that this would this would die with me. You know, there's nobody left but my sister and her children. And, um, no need to upset them with horrible tales from the past.
1: Was Loretta the older sister?
3: Yes, she was elderly.
1: So she she was o- older. I mean, she was probably closer to an adult when
3: she said that. You know, all all that was going on with her family in the Faison's when she was a, just a little girl, but she was old enough to remember the war for Southern independence.
1: Well, I don't know about any of you, but I'm starting to if we can pin this on the fazans if we can find out if they're really involved in this then i i i want some revenge i know it's not the christian thing to do but look at the devastation they brought upon us and and where is katerina if they've got that girl we got to rescue her
2: if I if I remember correctly, we did have a map, like uh, some sort of uh, some sort of understanding of where the Fasan property was, right? Yeah,
1: there was a there was a farmhouse out there in the Bayou, right?
2: That's right. On Lake Saint, so when when the
3: Fasans got essentially run out of town when they, um, after after the, the first Voodoo War, they got chased out of town, settled on a plot of land in the Bayou Saint Catherine. And what you found in in the, the city records was essentially a, a map. Uh, it was mo- it mostly just of where where that proper not you know not necessarily where the Faison would live, but right.
2: that that stretch of land where they would have settled. It's definitely out in the swamps north of the city. Well, I I would suggest we had to follow up on that. Or the only other lead we really have is well, and and is is Mama in the room?
3: Yeah, Mama's in the room, but she has, you know, in game turn, she's taken a lot of sanity hits. So she's at this point moved from being inconsolable when Rose was taking care of her to just not quite comatose, but, but not,
2: not super responsive. Okay. So I'll say, you know, we, we could either follow up on that, that Fasan property or, and I'll kind of motion to Leon and say, oh, we could check out Marcel's
1: grave. Uh, there may be some, some clues there. That's true. I I my guess is he didn't claw his way up out of the ground. Somebody disinterred him. Disinterred well, he wasn't him. in the
3: ground, he was in the mausoleum. Yeah. He was oh, in a
1: mausoleum. Right, 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 right. He was in a tomb.
0: You're saying this in front of mama? Well, I I'm, I'm whispering right? very I
1: don't, I don't think I'm Mama asking. can hear anything right now. She's beside herself. Um I I think that the co- the police should uh, take her into protective custody don't you
4: yeah Yeah, some place where people can't just drop snakes off
3: so John Jerry is, as as the as the detective here why don't you take kind of charge of the scene and uh,
2: you've got a couple you've got a couple uniforms here well, kind of, looking to you yeah. instead awesome. didn't they didn't they take Marcel down to the police station though <laughs> just yeah they did well, they, they, <laughs> they, they called for backup to take Marcel okay. because they wanted to stay with Leon Okay, so that might not be the best place for Mama, but we'll figure
4: that. Well, out. it wouldn't keep him in like the cells or anything.
1: Yeah, put her in the cell next to. Uh, <laughs> <where's>, uh, <laughs>
3: essentially, in a, in there a, go the a, rest,
4: rest of her <laughs> sand points.
1: He was in
3: a waking coma where they were taking him was to the hospital.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, as long as, as they were keeping him under surveillance because he being was, that he's a dead uh, person. Well, he was also violent, so. Yeah. And the violent dead are the worst kind. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the name of an album.
4: Just can't reason mm. with the violent dead.
1: That's right. We need a heavy metal album, the violent dead.
3: Oh, awesome. yeah. You want your dead grateful, not violent. So what does this crime scene look like? Well, as what I described to you, um, as far as the condition of Aunt Loretta, um, when mama came home from the, from making groceries, as we say, um, she found her door open. Uh, there was no signs of forced entry, but mama let you know that they, it's not typically in her habit to lock the door. Um, the, the house isn't thrashed or anything like that. Um, but you haven't, you know, unless you have done a, you know, you haven't really searched the house. Um, but there's well, no there's no obvious signs of struggle
0: did you say and I, I know you said she had a, a gag in her mouth did you say she was bound <clears throat> did i i uh, don't remember yeah That's
3: let's cool. say yeah let's say she was she was gagged and tied to the bed tied okay yeah it was it was horrible and i would say it's the most horrible thing you've ever seen but considering the events of earlier that morning mm-hmm. seems like it, blown apart with a shotgun, um, seeing Chef get shot. Uh, you've seen some pretty horrible, you know, today's definitely been the most hardcore of your life as a mm-hmm. the detective, and, and for all of you.
1: Now that things are calming down, is there any, is there any evidence that we see of a struggle that might have been Katerina being abducted? Like something knocked over that shouldn't be knocked over? Or...
4: Well, I asked mom if anything was broken. She didn't seem to think there was, but she might not have searched the whole house either.
1: Well, she might be completely preoccupied with uh, after she found right. Loretta. Yeah.
0: Well, should we search the house? Is there any signs of struggle in, in Loretta's bedroom? Let's make a. Uh, so you guys are going to at this point kind of start looking around. Go ahead and make
1: mm-hmm. some spot hidden rolls. Huh. Ninety six.
4: 83. That's 19. Made that.
1: There's nothing in the lemonade. <laughs> or the sweet tea. All right, Rose, you do discover,
3: you, you actually are the first one to go into Katarina's room, and you do see there was a, a vase of flowers that was knocked over.
4: Okay. Um, what kind of flowers?
3: Uh, uh Gladiolus.
4: Probably not relevant. but. Relevant, but...
3: She she had a a vase of of gladiolas on on her dresser and they're now on the floor Okay Um, You see some scuff marks on the wall
4: Okay, scuff marks on the wall I will call whoever is nearest to my position to come in the room and look at that Okay Mm. Anything else that I see?
3: Uh, not, not anything additional to that.
4: Okay. Is, is her window open? No. Okay. So who's closest to me here?
3: Well, you, let's say you call out and, hey, can we check this out? Anybody's around? Hey
4: guys, I found scuff marks. All
1: right. Her poor gladiolas
4: are on the floor.
1: All right. So of the, them. What color claudia white? <laughs> white. Okay. This is important. Write um, that down. Be you know it's a rose. Cap. Rose, you got to be careful because we've already encountered snakes in this house. Keep an eye out. Uh, I'm going to check her armoire, and uh, but I'm 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 ready to jump if the, if a snake makes a rattle sound
3: yeah yeah anyone who's searching who wants to push the roll let me know so yeah you open the the uh, uh you open the arm armo in room and it, what you would expect to find some nice clothes you, you smell them and they smell nice I don't smell clothes. <laughs>
1: ah Katarina.
3: smells like mothballs um <laughs> smells like gladiolas
1: is there anything odd like Missing things, or like uh, maybe a ja- jacket or, cl- or shoes missing, or how would you know? I guess I wouldn't. Um,
4: does she have a working uh, space like Mama does? I mean, like a, maybe a little altar set up, or
3: look, uh, well, she might. So she's kind of in, in, in one sense, Mama's apprentice, you know, she might work in the same room. Um, where we we kind of described it before, there's there's an altar there with um, some bottles of rum and and lots of like beads of different types. There's some like Mardi Gras beads. There's beads of like different shells and bones. And um, there's some some candy and candles on the altar some coins uh, that are all offerings to the Loa. Um, It would be hard to, unless you're looking for something very specific that you know should be there to know that but Kateri is also a student.
1: John, Jerry, um, in your experience, I, or, or maybe just a guess, but if somebody wanted to exact revenge on the Busseau family for something that happened a long time ago, they planned this, and they, they finally have gotten their revenge, they've killed Aunt, Aunt Loretta, they've kidnapped... Katerina they put snakes in the house wouldn't it be likely that they would leave some message like "aha, we finally got you because to kill everybody off and not get any satisfaction for it doesn't make much sense to me why would they wait a hundred years well, not a hundred years, but.
0: Well, at this point, Mama's the only one left. Katerina. Oh, I mean, they had her. They took her.
1: What? This is a dumb question at this point, but what happened to Mrs. Mom, Ma- Mister Mama? <laughs> Katerina's Uh-oh. dad.
3: Papa, you know her. husband died of. I. You know that Marcel's dad had died when when he was a when he was a boy. Okay. Natural causes. Too okay. many fr- natural
4: causes or natural causes?
3: <laughs> uh, well, he, he ate every fried Erster he could get his hands on. Let's say then, uh, just kind of move things along here, that you guys do a search of the house. Um, you know, while there was no real obvious signs of a struggle, once you got into Katerina's room, you did find the, the knocked over vase. You found some some scuff marks on um, on the wall. Um the police, uh, the doctor, the doctor's done with Remy. Um, uh, Remy, after he drained the the bite, you actually start to feel a little bit better. Um, you don't regain any uh, any of the. Well, I think you took like one hit point damage, right?
2: Right.
3: Okay. So it was, you know, probably as the doctor said, a minor bite. Um, you uh, you still feel a little bit fevery, but and your and your leg is still really sore, but you're not. You're not going into deliriums or anything like that. So the doctor uh went upstairs. Uh he he had his moment where he took in the scene. Uh the police asked him to like actually help start sketching out um what you know what had happened and and to kind of look around the room. So he's he was kind of working with the police. He's done. Uh, he's leaving. Um what uh he's the police ask you now, uh, John Jerry, what, what what do you uh what, what do you want us to do now? We're gonna we're gonna go get the coroner
0: bring him back over i think uh leon mentioned something about is there any way we can get some sort of police protection from yeah what, what do you want us to what do you want us to do with her? either i don't know if she's willing to leave the house or if we could station it uh you know, oh, you
3: I, oh and she hears you say that oh i don't want to leave my home this is the only place i, I want to be
0: and, oh. can we have a uh
1: Uniformed officers
0: sit out front in the, on the porch or something, or in the car. Sure, sure, Sanderson. We we can do that. We'll we'll, we'll hang out here,
3: and after the, we'll, we'll work with the coroner and get that get that corpse out of there, and we'll we'll hang out and keep an eye on things.
4: I'm going to grab the doctor before he leaves and say, Doc, do you have any more anti-venin?
0: Good idea. Yeah, he will
3: say, uh sure. I'm worried
4: about there being more snakes. Can we have some?
3: He'll reach in his bag and hand you uh two more vows. Oh thank you. I'll take them. This a uh, terrible, terrible thing that's been happening to this family, folks.
4: I know, it's just awful. I can't believe it.
3: How'd you uh how'd you all get involved with this? You you friends of the family or
4: Oh, yeah, I'm visiting mostly. I know. I'm a old family friend. I'm a friend of Katarina's for a long time, and I can't believe she's missing.
3: That was the, the girl, the the sister. Yes. The boy's sister. She she missing.
4: Yeah. Well, Mama said she wasn't home when she came home, and and up in her room there there are signs of a scuffle, and it's just ugh, it's just the worst thing that could happen right now.
1: Oh, horrible. Doc, could you answer a question for me? In your practice, do you have anybody in your clientele with the last name Fazan?
3: Fazan? No, I, I don't believe so. All right. I I know most of the people in the Marin, even, don't know any Fazans, sorry.
1: Hmm. I don't want to start a witch hunt. The truth is, if I was a Fizond, I would change my last name. So, we might not even know who we're looking for. The the wound on Marcel's shoulder, the wound on uh, Remy's shoulder, was that like a snake bite? There was one one puncture, not two. So, like a spider bite? No, like a like, a syringe. like an insect bite or a syringe or a dart. Uh, you, or a don't dart. Quite, you don't
3: quite know, and the doctor didn't quite know either. But he, I think you specifically asked him if it was a snake bite. He said no. Maybe he said maybe a spider bite.
1: Except the spider bite would also have two little pricks, so to speak. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Damn it.
1: A little slow <laughs> <snow> there. <laughs>
4: That's going to stick with me.
1: Um, all right. Let's see.
0: What I know, Kurt, I, there's a part of me as a player that seems to remember that the whole voodoo thing is sometimes caused by a drug that simulates death. Would I know that or is that, do you want me to roll for that or can I just suggest it?
1: Well, when was the actual research done on the powder, that the zombification powder?
3: Yeah. I want
4: to say well, that was in the 70s or
3: 80s. Yeah. What you know, is, yeah, I'm trying to think of, uh, yeah, when, when Serpent and a Rainbow was written in... 80s i believe based on research that he did in the 70s um so what you what you do know is that the you know we've been calling them zombies marcel the people that attacked the restaurant they yeah for lack of a better term zombies but they they did bleed they did apparently you did apparently kill a couple of them um they uh, they did kind of cry out in pain when it when hurt, um, but they
0: were almost like in a in a waking coma. That's pretty much why I was bringing this up, is because that's what I wanted to suggest to everybody that we're, we've been talking and we've been throwing the word zombie around, but I think we should consider that they were not dead and that they could have been drugged of some sort.
1: Um, I also think though that we uh are brought up in this culture, so we think there are might well now that we uh, you know we we may barely believe in voodoo, but now we're starting to see voodoo and zombies so I think that's, that's really what maybe your character has that. but that's
0: what I was looking at my character I've got like ah. you know, a cult so i'm thinking that's what I'm playing the skeptic ideas out here so you i mean you could. I
3: don't know if you I don't know what connections you would make but I mean you can have any any theory or or you know create any any ideas that you want.
0: Yeah, so that's what I'm going to do that as a character then and just say that um you know poo-poo the whole idea of the zombies that that's not real. The
3: from the the research that you guys did uh, Leon had the the remembrance of Reading about the, the salt right that zombies were susceptible to salt to tie this back to the boka, what what you found in your research, or if you You know, if you have enough cult knowledge to know this is that the, the Boca would essentially be able to capture the souls of the dead for them to do their, his bidding. And so that was the, the power of the Boca is through uh, some type of folk folk ritual folk magic combined with, with voodoo ritual, he would be able to capture the souls of, of the dead and essentially enslave them, bring, bring back the body to enslave it. And he could do that because he, he's in possession of their soul. So that would be your understanding of how, you know, how, how zombies work essentially, according to voodoo. This was before the notion of like, you know, just a, a, a risen corpse or anything like that it's it has to do with uh the boka possessing the soul to be able to command the the body
2: hmm. right would uh yeah i guess i guess my character wouldn't know this i don't have any occult but we did do the research would uh i'm, I'm thinking back to the tomb and the guy that i saw at the tomb and and uh i guess i'll suggest out to the group well if this if this boka can command the you know these spirits maybe he needs a healthy supply of of dead souls to, to capture. He would probably spend quite a bit of time around a cemetery, especially one as famous as St. Louis. Well if if um,
3: if John Jerry's theory is correct, he's not actually what John Jerry is suggesting is that he's not actually using corpses of necessarily. You're, you're, are you going as far as to say he's, like, drugging people?
4: Well, maybe That's... drugging people is the way he captures their soul.
2: Well, we know, we know he brought Marcel back, or some somehow Marcel was dead, or mostly dead, for a couple days. <laughs> and then we buried him, and now he's out. So, <laughs> he was
1: either drugged for several days, or brought back. Mm-hmm. I think that none of us really have any medical background, yeah. so yeah. we we would tend to think that it's either some sort of dark magic or a drug that knocks you out and then brings you back. But I uh, my character tends to think that it's voodoo magic, just because that's what I've been brought up to believe.
2: Mine too. My character's got a lot of snake that are running through his brain right now. Not super reliable. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point it's about
3: the, cor- the coroner has has arrived um he is working with the police to kind of get the body to the morgue
1: okay
0: does mama know if there's any significance or message with the rattlesnake tail on the top of Laura's forehead
3: well that that's what that's what led mama to believe that it, there's a, a boca Okay. And keep keep in mind what what mama knows and what she doesn't. Mama doesn't know about Marcel coming back from the dead right. and we attacking Leon. Um, all she all she knows is that um, she saw the I think she saw Marcel's chicken foot, right? Or she definitely yeah. saw Remy's chicken foot.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, she would have saw Marcel's chicken foot with that together with this rattlesnake attack. Um the, the, leaving the rattle on that, the rattle from the rattlesnake would have been something that, you know, that a boca would do as a, um, as a signature. Maybe she doesn't know about the attack on Pardue's. At this point, she's pretty much despondent. Um, you know, she she doesn't really know what Leon was talking about about the Fezans. She had heard that name think she remember hearing that name as a child, but that was decades ago. Um.
1: Yeah, I think that she she's an innocent in this, but we need to protect her. We need to get her into a position where she can be protected. I'm not so sure that she should stay here. I know she wants to, but I don't know that the police can protect her. They could if she was someplace they could protect, but Geez, maybe we should walk around the house and lock all the windows and doors, so that somebody can't toss more snakes in the house.
4: Maybe we can tell her that we're worried about more snakes coming in.
1: Let's just do it. Don't bother her. She's she's kind of out of it right now. Maybe the doctor should get the doctor already left, didn't he? She yeah, threw a sedative of some sort.
3: Yeah, he, he saw he saw Tamama as well when he was there. I don't know if he gave her anything, but he kind of looked her over and decided she didn't need to go to the sanitarium.
1: There, there's something else that we need to do look into. She keeps talking about the Bokor, this this the sorcerer, the, the evil sorcerer. Maybe there's some place we can go where we can find out if there is such a person out in the swamp. Um maybe go to the voodoo shops and talk to other practitioners of voodoo and see if we can worm it out of them who might be responsible for this. I don't imagine there's a lot of bokors around. And would we
4: advertise themselves as bokors either.
1: Well, except they're usually for hire, aren't they? People know where they are so that if you want to bump somebody off or.
2: Well, if, if we know, if we know what. uh to Leon's point, if we know what kind of magic they're using, we may know, be able to research what kind of, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, ingredients or <laughs> that they would need to pull that off. So maybe while well, asking around the shops, we could figure out, you know, if we were looking for specific materials or something like that.
1: I'm not so sure that anybody knew that the, uh, that the, the voodoo priests were using some sort of powder, puffer fish powder. Um, That would have been a really heavily guarded secret. Um, But in any case, if we found out where this bokor was, um, geez, the problem is, is that we're all probably known now by whoever's up to this. If one of us see, otherwise if one of us could go into a voodoo shop and sort of, ask around, you know, I need something done, but I, I don't need, see if we can worm out of them where there might be a evil voodoo priest for hire.
0: <laughs> well, do do we all agree that it's probably the Faisons? Yeah. So instead of necessarily asking for the Bokors, is there any way we can track down where the Faisons live in the swamp?
1: Well, we can go out there and check. We we've got we've got more or less where their homestead was.
0: Well, I thought Kurt said we just had a map of the swamp area.
1: Didn't we do research at the library and see if we could find out that there was nor it was. Yeah,
0: you you know
3: on, on the map that you found where the the property that the Faison's bought on Lake St. Catherine. Isn't that you can't pinpoint like if there's a house out there where it is because it's just swamp.
1: Now we probably can't walk there. We'd have to get in a little boat or something and go through the bayou, wouldn't we?
3: When you think back to the map, you you know it's on Bayou St. Catherine, which isn't isn't a huge area, um, but it, you know you you know that the bayous are definitely wetlands, and and there's definitely not a lot of roads out there. Yeah. Definitely no paved roads. Um, so yeah, the way the way you get around the bayous at this time and. and Mostly still today is is by boat.
1: Cool. Do they have those boats with the big propellers on the back? <laughs> I always wanted to ride on one of those. Um,
0: see that on the map, Kurt? Is that just uh, in game? Saint Catherine's. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't have a
3: so the bayou st catherine is um let's say if if you drive there um not, not far you know like i said before one definitely in the 20s and, and even still today once you get out outside of new orleans it is it, it is all wetlands and so that that border of where you cross from urban area in, into into the wetlands is it was a lot closer to the city then than it is now um so it, it wouldn't take you long to get to a place where you could you could start to kind of look around out there you would need to probably ask some questions or get a boat or a guide or you know because you because you don't have gp obviously you don't have gps um and uh and you don't have a detailed map of here's a zoomed in map of of lakes catherine and here's where the the house or the cabin or fishing camp or wherever it is that you're going to out there would be
1: right you know, we basically got to go around there and stumble around and see if we can find something would
2: there be
3: like or, a or
1: talk
2: to people yeah i was gonna say would there be like a local boat um, boat rental or like a local tracker who would head out into the bayou or you know somebody that we could say you know hey that lake saint catherine area are you familiar with that kind of thing
1: yeah we need we need to find somebody who knows the area maybe a alligator hunter or <clears throat> fisherman crabman Um,
3: All all of that, like that's where all the seafood comes from, right? You've got people out there shrimping, catching crabs, uh, crawfish for sure, oysters. Turtles. I'm sorry, oysters, frogs for frog legs, turtles,
2: all of it. I bet you you some of those, uh, those fishermen would stumble into my bar from time to time. Would I know anybody? Well...
3: I don't know if you would know anybody that would be intimately familiar with that particular area.
1: Let's, uh, why don't we just head over um, if that's what we want to do. Oh Wait, what time is it? It's going into the evening, isn't it? Tomorrow morning. Let's drive on out to uh, the docks. I'll assume there's docks. There's got to be docks everywhere and see if we can find ourselves a a uh, 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 you know a frog hunter or something that goes out there on a regular basis and just ask some questions. I think that know, sounds like a plan to me Maybe hire him to take us out there and take a look around a because plan. our speculation isn't getting us anywhere um I'm still thinking maybe we can ask ask around too about the, the I don't know about asking about a book or that's just dangerous. That's just really dangerous.
3: At this point, Mama speaks up and says, well, what 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 about what about my girl, Leon?
1: We're t- we're trying to find her. We don't know where she is, but we're we're trying to find the people responsible.
4: I still think we should check out the tune.
1: Um, we could do that tonight. I mean we can do that right now. Um that's not that far away.
2: I agree. Let's
1: go. So let's, uh, let's, let's go tie
4: that.
1: We still got some daylight. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, Mama, um, these nice policemen are gonna stay here and take care of you, make sure that you uh, are safe. But I really think that you should pack some of your things, and we need to get you to a place that that that, that is secure, at
0: well, least wow.
1: until this whole thing is over with.
3: Oh, I, I, I don't, I don't think I'm ever going to be safe again, Leon. I don't want to leave my home. That's the only place I know.
1: Well, it's only temporary. Your house will be fine.
3: Where, where you want me to go?
1: Uh we'll we'll work that out, and we'll we'll come back and and tell you when we get here.
0: I don't, I don't know.
4: Well, whoever took Cat might be back for you, and we don't want you to be here when they do.
0: No, Lord.
3: Okay, I guess I'll, I'll get some stuff together.
1: Okay. So let's head on over to the cemetery. Okay. I wonder, you know, somebody who might have have the ear and the eye on the entire town might be uh, um, the shoeshine guy. Mo Willie? Mo Willie. He chit-chats with every single person.
3: Mo hey, Willie!
1: So on our way to the cemetery, we'll see if we find Mo Willie. You gonna smoke by Rampart Street? I, I don't know if it's on the way or not.
4: What oh, time it's, is it anyway?
1: It's four o'clock now.
3: Okay. It's
1: been the longest day of your life. we still got a couple
3: of hours. You have a couple hours of daylight left. Um, it is uh, starting to thunder a little bit. Oh. You, you're you in the Marigny. Um, if you remember, we looked at the map before. St. Louis Cemetery is pretty close. Um, the French Quarter is the other direction, but it's not it's not far in the other direction
1: um what do you guys think you want to see if mo willie knows anything yeah let's see that's silly? i
4: mean if nothing else he he knew marcel he might be interested to know about cat That cat's missing
1: i'm okay with that yeah all right so we're going to go by Rampart Street and see if we can find him.
3: Go walk around walk around Rampart Street. <clears throat> okay. Well, it, it, it's Friday. Um, you, you know, later tonight, at the French Quarter is definitely going to get pretty packed. Um, the sky is starting to get dark. Um, as far as clouds, the sun's still up. Uh, you're walking out around Rampart Street. You didn't see him. Uh, right by the the loop guru which is kind of where you ran into him last time a couple blocks down from the loop guru if you remember um but if uh, you walk around uh, as always there's uh, lots of street performers you got people uh like playing bongos on buckets and uh and uh and little kids trying to you know get in front of you and it's showtime, time uh uh trying to get you to kind of stay and pay attention uh so you're walking around you got uh you got even in the twenties you got the the guy painted in silver who's not moving <laughs> that guy's out there um and then uh you know you're walking past the guy here uh, excuse me I better know where you got them shoes
1: mm-hmm.
3: bada, 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 uh, excuse me miss uh miss I uh, I better know where you got them shoes is he saying okay. this to me yeah.
4: I know where I got them. Thank you.
3: Well, uh, how about if I can tell you where you got them shoes? You, uh, you take advantage of my shoe shine services.
4: Well, you can give me a shoe shine, but I know where I got my shoes.
3: Oh, oh, oh you okay? Uh, how about how about uh, well, we're going to do that? How about you, sir? And he, he looks up at John Jerry. I bet, bet I can tell you where you got your shoes. No, and that's why you guys recognize it's Mo Willie.
1: Hey, Mo Willie.
3: Oh, uh, about we we met before,
1: sir. Uh yes, we have. I bet I can tell you where you got your shoes.
3: Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, uh, hey, hey, you know, everybody know where Mo Willie got his shoes.
1: <laughs> Mo Willie. I bet you hear a lot of gossip when you're shining them shoes.
3: Oh, I, I hear. Hey. I think I remember you folks. Hey, child, all the one that was come around looking for Marcel?
1: That's right. You found him? We did.
3: Uh, how's he doing? I, I, I like Marcel.
1: Unfortunately, Marcel uh, was attacked, and he didn't make it. What? Uh, we've all been under attack from somebody, and... Between you and me, I think it has something to do with voodoo. Uh,
0: voodoo,
3: what? But Marcel? Oh man! Somebody's
1: seeking out revenge on the Bousso family.
3: Oh my goodness! Well, I I only know Marcel, but I, I know he he's always nice to me. Sometimes he will come by and give me a drink out of his bottle, or or give me the last couple of sips. That's terrible to hear. Uh, I tell you, you know, New Orleans got a lot of got a lot of riches and a lot of treasures and pleasures, but uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of darkness and some scary things in the city too.
1: A lot of darkness, uh, Mo Willie. Um, if we think that there's something very dark going on here. Do you know if uh, if somebody wanted to get something done, some revenge, some life-threatening revenge? Oh, my goodness. Who? Do you know of anybody that they might oh, go look
3: for? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there, Professor, tell you that. It really ain't that kind of business.
1: I, I understand. I,
3: mm-hmm. I shine shoes and tell stories.
1: But maybe there's a a name that you're aware of and i i pull out like five bucks
3: Uh, Uh, I get real big at that uh why i i I don't know what you uh what you insinuating there
1: i'm gonna uh, say a word and and uh i will
3: give you the express deluxe shishan service for that (laughs) yeah abraham
1: uh, i'm gonna say a word the words come up a couple of times good two words in fact uh, and if you know something, there's, there's more where this came from. The first word is bokeh. and the second word is "fazan." Well, do those mean anything to you? And I hold up the five.
3: Well, I, I definitely know where heard of a of a boka. Uh, like a is uh, like a like a like a like a evil voodoo practicing that that black magic, black voodoo.
1: Do you ever hear of anybody in the swamps or anything that might be one of those?
3: Ooh, they got all kinds of things out in them swamps. Uh, I don't know nothing about no phase on or what that means, but uh, there ain't no telling what you find when you get out in them swamps.
1: Hmm. Well, I'll give them the five anyway. And uh, we're not all going to get our shoes shined because we got other business, but thank you for your time.
3: Well, I, I, I'm that's terrible. You know, everybody come to Mo, Wellie, Mo Willie, Mo when they're looking for uh, for for some answers or a place to go or the best places to drink in establishments.
1: and establishments. Mo, if you if you hear anything about this business, would you let us know?
3: Well, if you come by, I'll see you again. Uh, I, I hope I do. You seem like nice people, and. I'm just all broken up around hearing about myself.
2: Well, if you hear something specific and you happen to make your way down to the Bourbon Barrel Speakeasy and and let us know about it, there'll be there'll be more where uh, where Leon's money came from. Oh, okay, then. Uh, hey, you know why? You know why they
1: call me Mo Willie? Why?
3: You you ask ladies what they want nine out of ten times they tell you Mo Willie. <laughs>
1: I bet I can tell you where you got (laughs) your (laughs) willy all right all right we gotta head over to the cemetery um we can just jump right there unless
3: yeah yeah, head over it's starting to rain kind
1: of hard We uh, wend our way through and see if we can find the tomb. And does it in fact look like it's been opened?
3: Well, it has the, the tomb has a, it has like a, like a big slab. Right. That goes in front of it. Um, If it's, if it's been moved, it's, you know, maybe um, it's seems to be, it's not, it's definitely not open. Um, or if it was, somebody would have put it back. It's not perfectly aligned.
1: You know, this is kind of kind of strange, because we came out here to check out the tomb, but what are we looking for? I mean, we know he's not in there.
4: Signs of whoever might have tampered with it.
1: Yeah, I I
2: would uh, sort of do sort of a search or, you know, a spot hidden around the tomb,
1: see if there were any footprints or um, anything out of place? Uh, chicken feet?
4: Any strange old men hanging around?
3: Well, if, if you uh, you know, keep in mind this is also uh, where the tomb of uh, uh, Marie Laveau is. So there's uh, always all kinds of interesting things around that tomb. You would know offerings and whatnot. People writing X's on the on the side of the tomb to make a wish for Marie Laveau.
1: Marie LeBeau was the grand witch.
3: She was the most famous of voodoo queens.
1: I believe her picture shows up at the very beginning of uh, the, each episode. It does, yeah.
3: <laughs> Make a spot hidden, everyone.
1: Oh, oh three. 22.
3: Cool. $78. Oh. anybody who made the spot hidden you notice there are some people coming your way now you remember i showed i'll do a screen share again i showed you a picture before of kind of what the cemetery looked like this isn't just a, a wide open grassy uh right right you know it's it's kind of a necropolis you know like a city of the dead right situation here i'll share it one more time everybody see that
0: mm-hmm. yeah
3: so let's say you know where where you would be like looking at marcel's tomb would be c- kind of like that that white one in the in the background there right like right. you got the concrete slab that that would open and close um and and that's has been pushed kind of slightly in it doesn't look like it you know it's definitely not a jar uh, but it's not perfectly aligned either what you see is there's some people coming your way from down kind of where that in between the tombs you can see some people walking your way, which normally wouldn't be strange per se. I mean it is it is open to the public, but um there there is something about um either the way they're dressed or their demeanor that you have that you've seen before.
1: Oh Jesus.
2: All
1: right. Now who 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 passed the spot hidden? I did. Oh three. I did
2: as well.
3: Okay, sorry, I Rose? No,
4: I didn't.
3: All right. Um go ahead and roll. Now that you're you see this and you're looking, go ahead and everybody who passed the first one, make a make another roll if you
1: would. Because I'm not like gonna be a uh, zombies, everybody run. <laughs> Eighty three. Uh thirty two, which is where's my my clipboard? Oh I got all my maps out that's why uh thirty two is uh yeah oh no, it's not a pass sorry wait sorry, uh? hold on, that was Trixie Trixie love <laughs> uh she's not here, yes, it was a pass, sorry,
2: she's not very
3: observant. Tricks to say, so Mr. Faison, what do you do for a living? <laughs> All right. Uh, John, Jerry, did you pass the spot hidden?
0: Uh, no, I did not. I missed the five five.
3: Okay. So um, what, when, when I say if, you've, if anybody who was at the restaurant who passed spot hidden, you see kind of the same type of clothes, just real, real kind of ragged. Um, what you see, if you see these people, there's a, a woman with an eye patch. There's a, a real skinny bald guy. There's a, uh, uh, an African American uh, man who isn't wearing a shirt. He's just wearing some kind of kind of raggedy trousers. And there's a, a, a really kind of behind them is a, a really, really big guy.
1: Like, um, like, like a 400 pound guy. Um, I'm grabbing my
2: gun. I'll see Leon do that and ready my shotgun as well.
3: So you guys were just kind of walking around the city armed, shot, carrying shotguns?
1: And... Well, I've always got my uh, my little twenty two. <laughs> I, I, I am. I didn't I didn't leave uh,
2: Mama's house without it, so I'm assuming that I'm carrying it around with me and we yeah. haven't dropped it off anywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Open carry. <laughs> uh, maybe we should just run in the other direction. Um, Ooh, so, Rose, once you don't...
3: Yeah, Rose. Once you see and John Jerry as well, they like these guys like see something th- that doesn't look right. Reach for their guns. You look and now you notice a crowd that looks similar to the crowd that attacked you at at the restaurant. They've got raggedy clothes. They've got like some like moss hanging off of them. Um, definitely not your typical city dwellers.
1: Well, I'm definitely gonna say something. I think, folks. I think we got some problems here. Here come the zombies.
4: Okay, who's got their salt?
1: I didn't bring no salt. Salt, baby. <laughs> Where did you get that? If you were you were not a salt. I have
4: a big purse.
1: You have a big purse.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you, have? do you have? Do you have a salt shaker? Or do you have a like five pound like a can of salt? salt. Okay, like I would have grabbed one
4: from the kitchen or something.
1: Well, thank God it's Morton salt because it, it 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 when it rains it pours.
3: <laughs> Speaking of, of that. Um, at this point, the sky does open up, and it really starts raining hard.
1: It's just gonna wash your salt away. I think we should run the other direction.
3: Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so what are you, John? Right inside
4: the mausoleum.
1: Uh yeah, no, yeah. You're trapped inside the mausoleum with zombies.
3: The generations of whistles. Uh,
1: I think. Uh, I think. I'm uh, I'm gonna run, but I'm not I'm not running selfishly. I'm gonna make sure Paul's coming along because his legs hurt. I mean, uh, Remy.
2: Yeah, I guess I'll sort of hobble back with with the rest of the crew. Let's
1: get the hell out of here.
2: All right.
3: So as you start uh, and you Rosen and, and John Jerry as well, are you guys gonna kind of beat a retreat. Yeah.
0: Okay. So as you can turn, and- can I pause long enough to see if they're if they're armed? Yeah, the last guys came into the restaurant.
3: Well, from so all this has happened in just just a, a couple of seconds, right? You kind mm-hmm. of see you guys walking towards you because there's so little space um, between the mausoleums They're they're kind of like walking single file, definitely walking and, and looking in your direction. Um, from the ones you can see, you haven't seen any weapons, but you know we're a few seconds here so far. Now, anybody who, at this point, has turned to run the other direction or, or, or be to retreat, once you turn around, there are figures on the other side of you. Oh, great. And, um, and uh, Rose, you would know one of these figures as the the older, maybe elderly, African-American man who you saw at Marcel's funeral. Did and I then, see him?
4: I don't think I saw him. who,
3: who was I, it? I, I saw him. Okay, so that's, you, you would recognize him as believing that to be the same person. Um, he is holding a shotgun. Mm-hmm. And then the person who's with them, everybody can roll sanity as you see that Katerina Pousseau is standing next to him.
2: Mm.
1: She's standing next to him. Does she look dead?
3: She. 18. Has the same look in her eye as Marcel. And that look in her eye being somewhere between murder
2: and comatose 37's a pass
1: now this this uh cemetery is like a maze isn't it so is there more than one way we can go can we turn to the side and try to wind our way out quickly or
3: you could yeah um you're not you're not fully surrounded there is you know a direction you could go uh on that Saturday check for Katarina. um if you passed take one if you failed roll 1d6 I'm sorry I
0: was I was gonna say I wasn't necessarily looking that direction but I assume I would have eventually turned around Do you want me to roll hey Yeah, I mean, like
3: again, all this is happening (laughs) quickly. But you know, some of you are are looking this way, some of you look this way, and then when you hear their reaction, you would probably look. At some point, you're all going to see that. that Okay. is is standing next to you.
0: Three points.
3: Three points. Um, And now that the man actually speaks, and he says, "What's, who are you people? What's your place in all this?"
1: suppose we could ask the same of you just stay back from us we we are armed yeah so am
3: i and so is he and now at this point the other people get close enough to you john jerry the direction you were looking for a weapon you now see one The the really really big guy who was kind of at the end of that single file line also has a shotgun
2: okay Okay, so I'll keep mine raised um I'm not I'm not firing obviously. I'm just kind of keeping it aimed at uh, the bigger gentleman.
1: I I've got mine aimed at the the guy who looks like he's in charge.
3: All right. So, a lot of a lot of shotguns being pointed at at people here. I'm like, we don't want no trouble now. Well, I'm ask you again and what's your place in all this? We're
4: friends of Mo Willie.
3: <laughs> Who?
4: <laughs> Mo Willie.
3: Well, Who's Mo Willie? And why do they call him that? <laughs> <laughs> you've been. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something serious to say, and now I'm laughing. Um, <laughs> bring attention. Uh, a big thunder. Uh, big thunderclap goes off at this point.
1: You've been attacking the Bousseau family. That's right. And uh, uh, I don't know, but are I want to you tell you. Are you bussos? I
3: thought um, I had the last of them.
1: Uh, we are not bussos, but we are familiar with them.
3: Well, you're familiar at the wrong place and the wrong time, my friend.
1: And are you Fazan? That's right, Gabriel Fazan. Why do you wait so long?
3: wait so long for what?
1: For your revenge. Mm. Because now I
3: got nothing left to lose.
1: You you got a lot to lose because the police are involved now, mister. And they got your name. I
3: don't care. I'm ready to die. And I plan on dying today. And taking you with me. Now at this point they attack.
1: Okay, I'm gonna fire right into his face if if I'm standing there. I'm gonna pull the trigger on mine as well.
4: I'm gonna pull out my gun and aim at the big guy with the other gun.
3: Well, okay, so, so I've already I've already took the the keepers already took the liberty of establishing a complicated deck order. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got a lot of ready guns, um, and you're all gonna it sounds like you're all gonna shoot. As will they at the people who you were holding the guns with, because what we had here was kind of a Tarantino style <laughs> standoff. Keep in mind also Katarina's in the middle of this.
1: Right. Did did I mention on my on my character sheet that I have flash powers? I can like run at super speeds and disarm everyone. Okay, I can't.
3: All right. So here we go then. Um uh, the Snakes will go first because they have a Dex of 90. <laughs> and I mentioned the Snakes more going snakes the next. Coming out the No. The Snakes. And my deck they, have so- for, they
2: have first strike.
3: Alright, John, Jerry, you have we've got we've got six people here in, other than you. We've got four assailants who came from one direction. As best as you can tell, one of them has a shotgun. Uh, one of them hold, is holding like a like a piece of wood like a not a stick, but almost like a, a broken piece of board or something like that. The other two appear to be unarmed. We've got Gabriel Fazan holding a shotgun, um, and uh, and we've got uh, we've got Katerina.
0: Uh, so John Jerry, you you're going to be up first. Okay, I had my eyes on the first group that came, so the big guy with the shotgun. Okay, you were
3: specifically looking for somebody who was armed. So yeah. let's say you've got your gun trained on him. Okay. You get you get a bonus die because he's uh, so big, and he'll get a penalty die to dodge because he's so big.
0: I get a hard dunk and roll to see if I can do better. Nope. You missed. Uh, no, I mean a uh, uh, regular success. I mean hard success. Okay. Roll,
3: roll damage. He is a, a hard target to miss. Seven points. All right, so you you actually give him like a gut shot, and he he screams, um he doesn't drop his gun, but he is shot. seven points, he said
0: mm-hmm.
3: all right, so he kind of staggers back a little bit um, but he will shoot. Um, let's see, so again, all this is happening at the same time. Rose, you're up.
4: I take a shot at the big guy with the gun.
3: Okay, but I had my gun right, up. You, you get a bonus die.
1: Yeah. You're both shooting at the big guy. Cool. Yeah, I didn't. You
3: know have a bonus that. die,
4: Rose. Take out the tank. <laughs> Ninety-nine. First. No, i yeah, I did not make that.
3: Okay. All right. Well. Uh, so you're at, basically you shoot at, right after John Jerry shoots him. He staggers back. That's why you miss. You hear a ping as your bullet bounces off the uh, the stone tomb.
0: Did you did you roll your bonus die too, Kim?
3: All right. Um, Katerina. I suck
4: at guns.
3: Katerina goes next, and she actually reaches out and tries to dive onto. Leon, as uh, so you had your gun trained on Gabriel, she's going to jump on, on you to try to protect him. What are you going to do as she lunges at you?
1: I'm going to try to dodge. Okay. I got a 26.
3: Okay. I got a 96, so um, that's a fail. Uh, so you're able to dodge out the way. As you do, as she lunges at you, she she kind of like hits uh, the side of the uh, mausoleum. Okay. All right. Uh, next up is, uh, chef. He is going to, uh, eat uh, some strawberry jello in the hospital. <laughs> it's quite tasty.
1: Does he have to roll for that?
3: <laughs> no. No. Delicious.
1: But, but what if the hospital is trying to kill him but, with what, the nasty what, food?
2: We'll find out. Okay. What if he asked for <laughs> strawberry, but they brought him grape? <laughs> I'm up.
4: Allergic to we'll to roll <laughs> up. I'll take the grape.
2: Um,
3: so Leon, it is your turn.
1: All right. Uh, I got uh, 62. Uh, handgun. No, I missed. All the guns. My my bullet sailed right over his head. I guess. Okay.
3: All right. Um, probably from uh, you having to jump out the way.
1: Right. Right.
3: All right. Next up, Gabriel is going to shoot at Leon. Uh oh! All right, so you can try to dodge.
1: Yes, I'm going to try to dive behind. Or you
3: card. could you could try to roll decks to. bug well, you want to do that on your turn to try to take cover?
1: Um, yeah, I'm on. trying to take cover behind the tomb. I got a fifty-one. All right, which, uh, not really good dodge, but you are uh, you're going to be hit
3: uh, by some pellets here. right, you're hit for for five points of damage. Ooh. And you're actually kind of hitting the side. So as you as you try to go for cover, maybe you're on the side of the mausoleum, you're you're hitting the side.
1: What constitutes a critical? I mean uh, um,
3: a major wound. Half of your max hit points.
1: Yep, I'm hit for critical.
3: What's your max hit points?
1: Well, my max is ten.
3: Okay, but I was oh. at
1: I was at eight.
3: Okay, so you have a major wound. Um, so you, what you'll do is roll, a, make a Constitution roll to see if you stay conscious. And you were right on that, Jeff last week. Uh,
1: Thirty-four. I got fifty Constitution, so I'm I'm fine.
3: Okay, so you're bleeding. Wow. Um, you only really woozy just from some sudden blood loss and trauma. I,
1: I curse in Portuguese. <laughs> Stay conscious.
3: All right. Um, let's see. Next is um, the woman with the eye patch. She'll actually lunge at at Rose. Who's got the board? Who's got the board? The uh, the the bald guy. Okay. Yeah. Rose, do you want to try and dodge?
4: Um. Can I do Dex? Or, or,
3: or you can also try to fight back. You can you can do nothing. You can dodge or you can try to fight back.
4: Oh, I'm totally gonna do nothing. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> um, yeah, just let it happen. Actually, can I? Yeah, whatever. Shut up. Can I? Can I get up my salt at this point and like splash it at people?
3: Uh, yeah. So, do you want to try and, and swing it at the one that's coming your way?
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do that.
3: Okay, so you try to swing your Morton salt can as she's lunging at you. Okay, right, so.
4: and at the same time, I'm kind of trying to dodge out of her way, kind of. Okay. While well, I'm. I guess like make a like a pass at her while I'm running.
3: I'm yeah. Gonna... yeah. Yeah, it's definitely turning into a salty scuffle, Josh. said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So roll roll decks. Okay. Dex.
4: Oh, six!
3: Okay. Assaulted. I
4: am the martial arts master.
3: All right. So you're able to do that. You're able to, to step out of her way um, while while swinging salt in her face.
1: Roll luck. She's been assaulted.
3: <laughs>
1: the salt puns? They're plenty. Sixty-six.
4: <laughs> made it.
2: You made it? Okay, Um,
3: as as you swing, as the salt gets in her face, as Marcel did, Leon, you would, if you were seeing this, you would recognize this. Her eyes go really wide, and she just falls prone. Sweet.
1: That's what happened to her other (laughs) eye.
3: Alright, now we've got, um, we've got the ball guy, uh, Remy, you were looking for where the person was with the board. You're going to find out really soon because he's going to swing that board
2: at you. Okay. okay. What um, do you want to
3: do as he's doing that?
2: Do I have the opportunity to fire on him or, or can I only dodge? You can uh, fight back or dodge. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and fire my shotgun at him. Okay. Alright, go, um, go ahead and roll firearms. That is a 28, which is a pass. Okay, Mm. Okay, you hit him.
3: So he can roll damage.
2: I get uh, 1d10 plus 6 is what the Winchester says. Okay, and we're pretty much at point
3: blank range at this time since he was trying to, you know, essentially hand-to-hand attack you.
2: Um, So you blow a hole in him. Yeah, that's three plus nine, so or three plus six, so that's nine damage direct shot. (laughs) At this point, this is just like a like a full on brawl
3: with all of you guys. Um, like there's boards swinging, there's like
1: gunfire going
2: flying, there's salt
3: (laughs) flying.
1: I I assume that I've fallen to the ground. I'm bleeding, but if anybody sticks their head to where they can see me, that's not one of my friends. I'm just gonna shoot right into it
3: okay so yeah this exploded just really quick so just chaos is going on now just i mean imagine like the, the, the cinematic of it like blood flies everywhere like painting the sides of the tombs um it is pouring rain which is like see so like now the blood is like streaming down the tombs and onto the ground and and like thunder is going off um so it's all it's all happening really really fast and, and pretty crazy
1: and my my what's rushing through my mind is this is how i die yeah, yeah. At least I you're didn't even to... get to have my first week of classes yet.
3: Yeah, you're, you're thinking. I wonder uh, what was the deal with that kid, Walter Ruznick. Oh, Walter, we barely knew
2: you, buddy. Okay, Remy, it's
3: now your turn.
2: Okay, so I got, I got the guy. I blew a hole in, so I'm assuming he went down in front of me yep so I'm gonna bring my gun back up and train it back on um, the 400 pound man and try and take a second shot okay
3: and again you get a bonus
2: die I'll a penalty
3: die since I'm already pretty wounded and I' have a really hard time
2: uh, it's a twenty one that's a hard pass for the bonus die okay
3: all right. So you hit him. You can go ahead and roll damage.
2: So that is eleven total. All
3: right. All right. So that um, that time it actually hits him all over. You're close enough now to really get a point blank shot. Um, he was already bleeding. Now you blow a hole in him. He doesn't blow apart like the last guy because he's uh, really big. Um, but pellets hit him in the face and he goes down. He drops his shotgun. All right.
0: Um, we are back to John Jerry. He just shot my target. Uh, who would be my next target in view? The woman? No, oh, she dropped. Um, well,
3: everybody's pretty close. The only one who's taken any kind of um, step to conceal themselves is Leon. So everybody else, if, if you think of the picture we screen shared a few minutes ago, we're like probably all within like 10 feet of each other, um, just straight up brawling. Okay. Um, so you could potentially, depending on who you want to shoot at, you could be shooting into a crowd. Um, it, I believe, uh, and again, consider all this happened so quickly but now Gabrielle is kind of following Leon um, going to look around for where Leon went um,
1: I'm going to uh, shoot the boker
3: Yeah, Rose just is swinging salt around and then uh, you see uh, uh, that Remy is just like a French American sniper just dropping people <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, the real skinny guy I'll go for him okay Because I, I I heard I heard Leon yell about Boker, but uh, I had my eye on the other group as they were approaching. Oh my gosh, ninety six. Oh, and Katarina's
3: still there too. You saw Katarina like like dive at Leon, miss because he stepped aside, and just like ran her head into the side of the mausoleum. But she still she fell, and then she got back up.
0: Okay. Okay, with the dodges here.
3: I missed. So. Okay. You missed. Okay. All right. So you shot at your your person and missed. Um, next it is um, Rose. It is your turn. You see that uh, Katerina is now coming towards you as the next person. That she sees that she recognizes.
4: I'm going to fling salt at her, but I'm going to be doing it in a very regretful manner. Okay. Oh, cat! No, slash.
3: All right. Um, roll luck. Okay.
4: 65. Made it.
3: You made it? Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, same with her. She um, She's coming at you. She also gets the salt. Um, eyes go big. False prone.
4: I'm going to cry a little bit as I move on to the next person. All right.
3: Okay. Um, next up is uh leon where you where you at boy hold on that's not what that's what you hear uh gabriel saying he's following your blood trail
1: well i'm i'm kind of on my back scooting between the tombs but i'm waiting for him to come around the corner and the second he does i'm i'm just letting my gun go right in his face
3: yeah uh come on, come on out there, boy. Let's finish this. We're gonna take care of you all. Then we're, we're gonna go back for the last one. We're gonna go back for mama next.
1: I says, I'm right here. What you waiting for?
3: Nobody messes with mama. All right. So he comes
1: around. The second I see any bit of him, I'm gonna fire my gun right at it.
3: All right. So he's let's see. Uh you had A ready gun so you get a bonus die if you're going to fire as soon as you see a part of him, He's got partial concealment. So let's say uh, does cancel out. Okay. Okay. So you can roll to to firearms against his dodge.
1: Uh Uh I made it by three points. Okay. Um, I passed as well. Um, since,
3: so we, we tie, but since you're the attacker, uh, then you win the roll.
1: Okay. So my damage is uh, not much. Uh, three points. Number three. Okay, so you
3: hit him. If you think about him coming around, he's holding his shotgun. First thing you shoot at, and you are going to hit, are going to be his arm. Um, so you shoot him in the arm, he drops the shotgun and kind of stumbles down a little bit. Okay. He, he, he is an elderly man. All right. Okay. Um, all right, let's see. Next up is um, we're going to go back to the zombies. We've got um, the eye patch. The woman with the eye patch is now going to go for
2: John Jerry.
4: I thought I salted her.
2: She's yeah, she salted Katarina Salted. Oh, she's the first one you got?
4: Yeah.
2: And then you got Katarina.
3: Okay, sorry. Uh so we've got the uh the ball guy then. It's gonna go for John Jerry and this time he's gonna swing the board at you. Do you wanna try to fight back
2: or dodge? Mm. I I I if I'm not mistaken, I think I blew a hole in that guy. I think yeah. that was the guy with the board. I got the guy with the board, I got the big guy. So the African American with no shirt. On, yep. I think is the last guy we got left. Okay, I think. And Gabriel, yes, yes, so. yes right. I'm sorry.
3: Yep. you're right. So we've got the uh, uh, the African American guy with no shirt. He's just got got like overalls on, but the the things that go over your shoulders like hanging down
0: by his feet. Okay, so he's the one that's coming after me then. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm gonna try to fight back. And he's gonna
3: he's gonna try and he's gonna swing at you like a punch.
0: Okay. What are you
3: okay? Man, I missed. All right, so he connects with you, gives you just a solid punch to the jaw. All right, he's gonna do actually, he's gonna clock you for four. Four, maybe dislocates your jaw a little bit. It really hurts. That hurt, okay. Um no it's it's uh uh it's gabriel's turn he's gonna try to he's gonna try and he's gonna try and pick up the shotgun but that's all he'll be able to do at that round
1: can i try and kick it out from in where he is like as a counter move
3: mm. well he's not a, he's not attacking you this round so you wouldn't get a according to the rules, um, but it would look cool, so I'll allow it. <laughs> um, let's say roll let's say roll dex. We'll make an, an opposed dex roll. And I'm going to get a, a penalty die since I
1: uh. I a, got 43 um, out of 50. All right. All right. I got a 19, so yeah. I was
3: actually able to Pick it up right as your foot comes out.
1: I try to I try to do it and I just splash mud.
3: Yeah, you splash mud and, and actually there's blood in the mud too. Just smell the blood flying around. Remy, it's your turn.
1: Okay.
2: Um, so I'm in relatively close proximity to the guy that just hit John Jerry. Yes. OK, uh, so I'm not going to fire. Uh, they're too close. So I'm just going to try and uh, kind of run up behind him and just hit him with the butt of my rifle Okay or shotgun. All right,
3: he's fixated on trying to attack John Jerry. So he's not going to uh, try and counterattack. So just go ahead and uh, let's see if he passed the
2: roll. Is it uh, roll? Yeah. OK, that is not going to hit.
1: All right, so, so a you- swing and miss.
2: Yeah,
3: well, you swing and it, it like hits him on the shoulder, but it doesn't deter him. It's a pretty close quarters, so hard, so hard to miss unless you kind of slip as it's uh, continuing to the water. Now, it, because it's raining so hard, uh, you notice the water isn't really draining. So now, what to make this even harder is you've got probably about a good two inches of standing water uh, on in in the in the cemetery. Okay,
1: um, Rose. Got to die of sepsis tomorrow.
4: <laughs> um, I'm going to try and salt that last guy.
3: Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, you've got. He's kind of on John Jerry. Remy is there trying to trying to hit him with the um, with the butt of his gun. Um, so are you just going to kind of fling salt into the whole the whole crowd?
4: Uh, I guess I'm going to try and aim for his head.
3: Okay. Actually, you're going to try, like, try and get close enough to just try like, yeah. shake it down. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll, let's say roll a brawl for this one. Brawl. Yeah, since you're kind of jumping into a melee.
4: Actually, I don't have brawl since I made her using Six Ed.
3: Or just roll
1: base brawl. What's
4: base?
3: Is there a base brawl?
1: Yeah, 25.
4: 25.
3: Oh, three. Okay. <laughs> <L3. laughs> oh, three. Okay. I rolled I a 23 on trying to dodge it. So,
2: she's
1: will uh, the salting. The salted wonder.
3: <sighs> Salty one. Okay. So, um, same thing happens that, that happened with the, the first two. Um, you got um, your man to get some of the salt in his face and his mouth. His eyes get wide. Uh, he kind of stops and he just he falls right into John Jerry since that's kind of the direction he was heading.
1: This is Rose's season. Get him off yeah.
0: me.
3: All right. So John Jerry scared, get him off me. And uh and then we go to um we actually go to
0: you, John Jerry. Is he incapacitated? Or did he just fall on me or well what you've seen? what
3: you've seen with all three of these are four people that including katarina that rose was able to salt assault um is uh yeah they just they they don't they don't really fall unconscious they they almost just go comatose they kind of just fall prone they're breathing their eyes are open um, but they're
0: like brain dead okay so they're, not, they're definitely not moving or crawling around Alright, then I'll dismiss him as a threat, and then I'll turn to, I guess, is Gabriel the only one standing now at this point? Yeah, so if you look over in the direction of
3: of Gabriel, what you see is um, like kind of him and Leon almost like scrambling for the shotgun. You see Leon go out to try and kick it, um, but he kind of slips in the mud right there, and then uh, Gabriel's able to pick up the shotgun. I will
0: yell, Gabriel, drop your gun. You're outnumbered.
3: roll luck
0: yes hard you got
3: you got hard luck um okay he he actually now turns that he turns towards you um, but he's not dropping the shotgun, but he, he is, like, raising it now towards you.
0: Okay. If I, I'm – I'll try to shoot him then? Um, or it's up to you. I, I don't know if you want to count that as my move or not. Let's let's say that was your move. Okay. Okay. So, Leon, um, you
3: have – your life flashes in front of your eyes. As you go to kick the shotgun away, um, you slip in the in the muck. Gabriel is actually able to retrieve the shotgun – Points it down at you for a coup de grace, uh, and that's when you hear John Jerry y'all drop the shotgun, and now he turns this way. Okay. A- a- and the moment that your life flashes before your eyes.
1: And uh, as he turns like that, because I'm actually lying on the in the dirt and the muck, um, I just point my gun right up into his chest and fire. Okay. Since
3: he's since he's turned, he's not going to be able to dodge because now his attention just shifted since he thought you were more or less prone to John Jerry. So go ahead and roll the hit. Uh, 18. 18? Is that a regular?
1: That, um, let's see. No, that is a hard.
3: Okay. So as he turns, you fire. You hit your mark. You hit him in the chest right, right where you would want to hit someone in the chest if you're shooting at them. Mm-hmm. Um he screams and he falls.
1: Okay. And I rolled a seven on damage.
3: Okay. He screams and he falls and he's not moving. Thunder sounds again.
1: And I, uh, oh, I forgot. I wanted to do this so bad. Uh French is one of my best languages. I'm going to scream something filthy in French. You know, like, I don't know. There's some really filthy things you can say in French.
2: You get injured in Portuguese and you do war cries in
1: French. Well, I am a linguist. so <laughs> I just, I'm thinking of that, that line that the Merovingian says in uh, in uh, uh, Matrix that the French have the best cuss words. So it's like wiping your ass with uh, silk. Okay, so
3: what are you guys doing? You, you see, you so John Jerry, you scream, he turns as he puts a shotgun on you. All of a sudden, you hear another report. Mm-hmm. Gabriel's hit, he falls. You guys uh, look around, no, no one who's down is
1: moving. Yep, yeah, okay, no one's up. Guys, um, I've been seriously injured.
4: I'm going to grab okay. Gabriel's shotgun, get it away from him.
2: I'm going to go run over to Leon and try and help him to his feet. Um, and at, while I'm doing, as I'm running over there, I'm going to yell, somebody grab Katarina.
1: Oh, yeah. Katarina's still. No, she's salted. She's... She's salted. salted.
2: Apparently laying in about two inches of water right now.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, that's right. She could drown just in two inches of water.
2: Yeah, this is the uh, makings of a flood.
1: If there's... Well, we need to get help, and I'm not much in the, the use for getting help, but has anybody come? I mean, surely people have heard gunshots in the cemetery and called the police.
3: Well, all, all this probably happened in a span of about a minute, maybe, right?
1: Right. Actually, is that a good spot to, to break?
3: Well, we... We can actually do some, if we have five more minutes, we can do a wrap-up. Okay. Okay. That, that is the end of our chapter. Um, so I'll kind of explain any, any questions you have, but let's talk about what happens next and then uh, a real quick epilogue. Um, what happens next is that the police do show up. Um, there were other people kind of around. The St. Louis Cemetery is in the middle of a, of, a, of a neighborhood, and so the police do come, um, the Actually, the police that were um, uh, guarding Mama's house actually got called to, to go over there and they show up. Um, they uh, come on the scene. Um, John, Jerry, you will essentially, you're an officer on the scene. So you'll be able to kind of interface with the police. And I, I don't know how you guys are, are going to explain everything that has happened.
1: Well, we, we basically tell them that, you know, they know that we've been assaulted by these people. We just were defending ourselves. Yeah. Um, the, the people who are alive, but otherwise comatose
3: are taken to the hospital, um, and are essentially in a coma, um, doctors, um, and this is true with Marcel as well. You, you find out later that they were all diagnosed with brain damage and are in various states of, of being comatose. Um, now, as far as what the long-term outcome of this is, you don't know yet. Um, you're able to um, go back to mama. Um, if you give her the all clear, you know, you, and you can decide how much you want to tell her, um, but she is grateful that it's over. She's grateful that Katarina's alive. Mama will spend her near future in the room with uh, commuting with the Loa asking for them to help Katarina recover. Um, she'll never be the same again. She, she lost her family. Um, if you share with her about the Faisons, um, I, I will kind of give you the backstory here, but if you share what you know, she'll find a little bit of peace and understanding why it happened, um, even through the tragedy of it all. I think you know enough to, uh, to be able to piece together to her enough of who, who Gabriel Fazan was and why he might've come for her family. I think you would know that much in character. Um, John, Jerry, you are given an accommodation for, um, for your role in, in solving this crime essentially. Um, but what we have here in our hands now is uh, essentially a medical mystery of, of what is, what has affected these people. Is this real life proof of voodoo? Um, is,
1: is the question. Nice. So. Do our, do our characters go on into the next story? Yes. Okay. Um, how much time passes between?
3: Well, here, so let me, I'll, I'll tell you what happens next. Um, well, let me let me explain a little bit, right? You guys kind of found enough historical information to understand that essentially the Faizans who were a, a free people of color, and the Boissos, who were um, you know essentially back back in, in old times Creole um, you know very well to do but both of them practiced voodoo the faisans um, actually practiced and it became corrupted um, by the rod of voodoo uh, Loa um, who kind of led them on the on the path to dark magic. Um, They sued for peace with the Boisseaux after essentially a a war where they destroyed each other's businesses, killed each other's family members. It all started over an argument over a girl, um, a a young Boisseau boy, a young Faison boy. They got into uh, an argument at a a Mardi Gras carnival ball and the the Boisseau got stabbed. He, He stabbed them and killed them and that's what started the voodoo war between the two families. The way it ended was that the Faizans essentially sued for peace, agreed to get exiled from, uh, from New Orleans and, and not come back to, to live out in the bayou, on, on Bayou St. Catherine. Um, it was Gabriel's mother and father, and he was a baby. So the reason they sued for peace is because they actually wanted to give Gabriel a chance to live.
1: Hmm.
3: He's an old man now, and uh, since his parents died, has been plotting his revenge on whatever Boisseaux are still living. So that's where he came, started staking out the Wiseau house, following Marcel first as the only man in the house. He figured, take him out first. So what he did was gave Marcel the poison that eventually killed him. As he was kind of staking out the house, he seen you all come around. Um, He decided to target one of you as a warning. And so he gave Remy a very mild dose of what he gave Marcel enough to kill him. Marcel was actually never dead. What Marcel did do was essentially the idea that John Jerry had. He did give, uh, he he knew enough dark folk magic to know the zombie formula of Jimson Weed and Tetra Toxin, mm-hmm. uh, which essentially can replicate death for up to 48 hours or longer, depending on how much you give them. To where the state of medical science at that time did. did wasn't able to
1: follow what was happening, so. The the zombie powder, yeah.
3: Yep, so Marcel, actually, even though he he had all all signs of death, he wasn't actually dead. Uh, The the night he was interred in the mausoleum, um, Gabriel and some of his other minions who were also poison zombies from the bayou around where he lived, he was stealing up some of like, capturing some of the local Cajuns and turning them into zombies, basically. So he brought them out to have him um, inter Marcel. He sent Marcel to kill you the first night. He sent the others to um, take care of the rest of you guys at Pardue's restaurant. Um, His plan, uh, the way this ended is either you were going to go to him, you had enough information to where you could have got a guide, got a boat, you could have went out and found his cabin in Lake Catherine and had the showdown there. Um, Otherwise, he would have attacked Mama's house to try and Removed the last living so that night. He he would they all would have come to Mama's house. Fortunately, you guys had the great idea to go to a cemetery, which was an even better place to have an awesome zombie showdown.
1: So we can say then that our characters have figured all this out uh, by the next one. Can we say that we went maybe went out to his place and found it, and that was part oh. of discovering what was going on?
3: Yeah, I mean I think you even now you've got enough to know, which was he, he had he, he was a boka. He was able to create zombies and he brought them all to kill the the rest of the Wisseaux. Um all of the other details about you know gyms weed and tetratoxin, if you were, or if the police were, with John Jerry, you know, maybe leading the police out there, they would have found all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, the trappings of a boca, lots of snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, um they did break in while mama just happened to not be home so when they broke in they stole you know they kidnapped katarina um who was surprised enough that she didn't get to put up too much of a fight and they killed aunt loretta um his ultimate revenge on the last was so, who was mama was to corrupt katarina you know turn the children into a zombie and and ultimately have her kill mama ah. and then kill her okay um, so a quick epilogue, um, we're going to actually go to the hospital, um, for, for chef, um, chef, uh, make a constitution roll. Let's see how, how well your early prog- prognosis of healing goes.
1: I assume I'm in the hospital too.
3: You would, you would have all got
0: treatment. Yeah. Uh, no, unfortunately you failed by 10 points.
3: Okay. So you, the doctor tells you, you will heal, but you're going to struggle with this leg for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. That got shot. Um, now people have been dropping off what, you know, when you come to and you have that conversation with, um, uh, with the doctor, uh, and, and he leaves you alone, leaves you a tray of jello. Um, you notice that there's flowers in your room. Um, you know, just some, there's actually some nice um Cards that you're going through. Some of the cards are just friends of yours. You know, you have a lot of friends in the area, customers, you know, people who love you, dropping off these get well cards. Um, But one card, very in particular, is interesting. Uh, You open it and it says, Garry say bientôt, which you would know enough French to know it means get well soon. And the only other thing in the card is a little drawing of a green crescent.
0: Like a uh, half moon sort of thing.
3: Yeah.
1: Hmm. So. And that is the end of the story. All right. Well, I um, know that I'm going to carry salt from now. <laughs>
3: oh, and, and here's the thing: the, the salt actually wasn't supposed to work. You pat the the salt is um, purely, and of course, this is this is out of character, so you wouldn't know this going forward. But the salt is purely. Uh, the power of suggestion ultimately everything that's ha- that's created the zombies most of it has to do with the power of suggestion since everybody grows up in a culture like like a couple of you guys said believing in this a big part of the control that the the, the mental part of being a zombie in this way not the physical part but the mental is just the power of suggestion they think that they're a zombie and that um gabriel has stolen their stole so they're going to react accordingly also, they would know as part of the same lore is that salt can subdue zombies. And so it was purely going to be a, a chance of luck that it worked on Marcel, because growing up in a um in a in a voodoo household, you know, he might have heard some of those legends. So he would have been suggestible enough to know that it worked. Uh-huh. Tim, the first time you did it and your luck worked, I was like, well, I guess this just works. Actually, on, <laughs> on Gabriel's band of zombies. So um but I, I didn't think that, I thought it would be a twist if somebody tried it, um, but I, I didn't think it would actually work to stop the zombies. I thought it would just be a, a great thing of attacking with assault and then <laughs> at the very last second, when it's too late, you realize this ain't going to work. Oh, jeez! But it was purely good good
2: luck rolls on, on the first couple of those that you guys did that actually caused that to work. Lucky cool. uh, dice. That's, that's interesting and it fits in really nicely with the narrative because even like when Jeff was explaining his theory about, you know, Marcel not actually being dead. I was like, but how if he's not actually being controlled as a zombie, is that working the whole power of suggestion thing totally makes sense. So it fits perfect in the narrative. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. Well, so Shall I
3: finish this up. Yeah. And, and to answer your question from earlier, the, the next, our next session, we're going to, we're going to jump forward in time, but not, not very long, maybe a couple months.
1: Okay, so I'll be in the middle of classes uh, or getting ready for Christmas vacation or something. All right, our players included Joshua Hoot, Kim Smeltzer, Jeff Wilkins, Greg Malcolm, and myself with Kurt LeBlanc as a keeper of the secrets. The music we're using for this campaign is Save My Soul by Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Uh, they were kind enough to give us permission to use it. I have uh, put a link to their YouTube channel in the description below. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. Patrons of our show can enjoy recordings of our pre and post game conversations when we first publish them. Some of the funniest and most interesting stuff occurs before and after the show. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month will help us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and, uh, Hit that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. Leave us some comments, we love hearing from you. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.
0: No,